Ricky with Everyday Woodworking, your podcast home for tips, tricks, and information on how to make the most of your woodworking time and money every day. Well, welcome back to the show, episode 10, baby. Wow, that is so cool. To think we are already in double digits. I can't believe that. It went by really fast. The podcast is doing so well. Our our listener audience is just growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, We even recently, I don't know if I told you guys this, we recently got listed by Feedspot as one of the top 35 woodworking podcasts you must follow in 2021. Is that awesome? That's pretty awesome. I was I was pretty stoked when I saw that. Um, so thank you guys, you know, for helping us grow and thrive, and we are grateful. We really are, and we're hopefully just getting started. We are in the middle of our latest series on setting up a small shop, and today we are looking at feng shui in the shop, or basically how you can arrange your shop so it kind of flows and uh, feels beneficial to you. As woodworkers, um, I know we might tend to say, I ain't doing that hippy-dippy feng shui junk. It's just for sissies. That's for for city folk. And I get it, Earl Dibbles Jr., but I promise you, you will thank me later once you implement some feng shui techniques and ideas in a way that will help you um, organize your shop in a way that encourages peace instead of chaos. So hang with me, grasshopper. Uh, I won't lead you astray, okay? All right, what's happening? Um, Lots, lots has been happening this week, um, one big news, we got a new joiner. Uh, I was really excited about that, uh, or I say new, a quote-unquote new joiner, new to us. In case you haven't already noticed in our social media posts, in our social media posts, uh, we got a new joiner, um, and like I've said many times, we're like the absolutely most blessed people on the planet when it comes to great friends and neighbors. Some of our coolest friends um, are the folks over at a local business in commerce called Novelty Woods. They deal like with reclaimed wood and um, barn wood and beams and old doors and stuff like that. And man, they they have got they've got it all. Uh, Craig, uh, the owner of of Novelty Woods, um, I stopped in the other day to see him, and he was showing me a bunch of tools that he got at an estate sale. Um, I'd already mentioned to him that one of the things on my wish list was a joiner, um, cause I needed one like for our, our cutting boards, stuff like that. Um, anyway, so he showed me this old craftsman joiner that he got in that sale and then he just, he just said, you can have it. He just, let, he just told me to take it home. I mean, what do you do with that? So anyway, we took it home. And, um, you know, it was a little funky, but I've been cleaning it up and um, getting educated on how to set it up and then how to use it. And I'm going to put that baby to work later this week. So, I mean, that was 
That's pretty awesome. It's just so cool. And again, it's a great reminder that when you surround yourself with good people, it will always add value to your life. And that's not just as a woodworker either. We also posted a new uh, tool review on our YouTube channel uh, or over on our Apple Valley Farm YouTube channel um, about a KitchenAid hand blender or an immersion blender. Um, and I know that's not exactly a woodworking tool, but we had an idea uh, for one that we would use around here. I, mean, I don't know if you're aware or not, but we use homemade laundry detergent. And before you start like making jokes about you know, our laundry detergent, hey, it works, Jack. It works like a charm. And it costs us like two bucks to make five gallons of it. I kid you not. So anyway, we got this immersion blender to help us smooth the mixture out. And, you know, it was an experiment and it worked. It, it just worked great. So a nice little homesteading thing there. So check that out if you want to over on our YouTube channel. If you got time, we're, we're always doing stuff like that. Um, let's see. Oh, we also got our garden uh, ready. We're, we're getting ready to finally get everything in the ground getting pretty warm down here in Georgia. Um, so we got everything plowed up, uh, got our little beds set up, our raised beds set up. Um, we're expanding our garden footprint this year from uh, before it was only about 200 square feet, just uh, some small spaces. But this year we're, we're jumping way out there to a total of about 1,500 square feet. Um, so we got like a real proper garden. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, but I'm trying to plan it out real meticulously because since we're making such a big leap, I don't want it to, to overwhelm me. Um, but I'm planning, uh, on, I'm planning on growing a lot of tomatoes and green beans this year. I love the green beans. So, and I got me a pressure canner. So hopefully we're going to be canning a bunch of stuff. We're going to be like doomsday preppers. <laughs> We're ready for the apocalypse. But uh, that, uh, that pretty much sums up our week. So springtime means work time. Alrighty, on with the show. Let's get into it. Feng Shui in the shop. What is Feng Shui? And why is it spelled so funny? Because it looks like feng shui, feng, but it's feng shui. Anyway, feng shui, just FYI, feng shui is a practice of using energy forces to harmonize a person with their surroundings. Or in redneck speak, it makes you feel better about the things around you. Okay, so it's a way to kind of bring yourself in harmony with your environment. Okay, and there are processes and techniques and things like that, and we're gonna we're gonna hit on some of those. It, it sounds a little out there, I know, to some of us. And hey, I'm I'm a Christian. We believe in God. We believe in Jesus and the Holy Spirit. We don't get into these like mystical practices. Um, so I don't personally, I don't know anything about energy forces. But I do like the idea of laying things out in a logical and an efficient way. And that seems to be kind of the end result for a lot of feng shui activities. So that's why I want to get into it. So today, I'm going to look at some very basic ways to help us use the principles of feng shui 
to help organize your small shop. Um, and that's going to help do two things. It's going to help improve the look of your shop and it's going to help improve the usefulness of your space. So let's just jump right on in. First, declutter. The first rule would be to declutter. If you've got an existing shop space, you know, that you're already using, there's no doubt you are going to have clutter. I have clutter and I'm kind of OCD about it, but every so often I have to get, I have to get crazy and I have to just collect junk. I mean, I collect junk, so I have to get my stuff and get aggressive with it. I mean, I, I collect junk. I have things that I think I might use, like spare parts, things I think I'm going to fix one day, stuff like that. So it gets crazy. And so every once in a while, several times a year, I have to just, I have to go nutso and just start throwing junk away. My rule is if I don't need it, then it's in the way, okay? And that's a hard rule for me, but that's that would be a great rule to start with. Second rule, consider the bagua. And I hope I'm saying this right, but in feng shui, the bagua, B-A-G-U-A, it's, it's another word for the map of your space. Um, and that space is defined by nine different areas. I'm not gonna get into all that, but like one area might be health health and wellness. Okay, so that might be an area where you would want to store your ear and eye protection, maybe your dust mask or your respirator, if you use something like that. Another area would be creativity. Um, this might be an area where you would have your tools for brainstorming, like sketch pads or pens, uh, a compass, you know, things like that. Um, whether you buy into the whole energy idea, organizing your shop according to general areas of use is it at the very least, is at least going to keep it all logically grouped together. And that's never a bad thing. And then consequently, all the things you need for particular tasks are all going to most likely be in one spot. Third rule, go with the flow. If you primarily build birdhouses, um, then you're hopefully, you're going to have a general idea of the process you use. If you build cornhole boards, then your workflow is going to be different. If you turn bowls, it's going to be something else. So the main thing is, if you're at this point in our series, you should have already mapped out a rough workflow for your shop. If you haven't, then do it now. There's no better time than right now. Think through what you want to do, uh, what tools you use, what space you need, how it would be easier if everything could be in a natural flow. And if you typically, like say, for example, if you go from your jigsaw to your oscillating sander, then don't put those tools across the room from each other. It's not rocket science, okay? So arranging your tools in an orderly fashion is going to make you more efficient, and it's generally just going to feel right when you move from station to station. Fourth, cleanliness matters. Most of us um, are pretty picky about keeping the shop clean. I know I am. It drives me loco uh, if I have to walk around on a bunch of like wood shavings and stuff. So I'm sweeping every few minutes just to get like the big stuff up and out of the way. Uh, of course, at the end of the day, I'll blow everything out. But 
I'm sweeping constantly throughout the day, and it, it helps. It helps me feel better about my space. Um, also, without being ridiculous, when you finish using something, put it up. Put it away. Um, or at least, if you like to keep all your stuff out, like I do, for a project, then make it a point to put everything up before you start another project. Even if you know you're going to get some of that stuff back out, it helps, it helps me anyway, to put everything away, then get that stuff back out. Um, make sure everything has a place. Having a home for cordless drills, like with a drill station, this feels a lot better than, quote-unquote, storing your drills on top of your freezer or something like that. So that just all goes back to rules one and two also. So fifth, fifth rule, final rule, Break the rules. That's the rule. For me, a lot of this is just trial and error. I mean, I start out with a plan to organize and clean and structure, and then when it's done, I'll think, dude, this looks awesome. Then, the first time I work on a new project, I realize it, it just it ain't working. So if you're like me, your body kind of has a natural way of moving. Um, you know, you gravitate to certain positions and movements and methods. Sometimes it's out of habit, but sometimes it's just out of what comes natural. Um, so don't fight it. If if something doesn't feel right, then move. Move the thing. Move move it somewhere else. Shift it around. And it could be just a few inches, you know, but don't be afraid to move things. Use the previous four four rules that we talked about as just an entry into your custom space. And so, and then if we get into like the flow of energy, then consider what flows naturally in your process, like water, okay? Um, I was listening to a podcast about Bruce Lee and uh, being like water. Um, let your process flow like water. What naturally happens? How do you naturally move to the next thing? And that will help you arrange your shop. What seems to be the next logical movement or the next logical placement? Like I've got, when I'm building cornhole boards, I have a process for drilling pocket holes for the frames. And I'll usually do several sets at a time. And that means I'm drilling like 200 holes back to back. That can re get really, really tedious. So when I reach down to grab a new board and then I have to set the drill down and I have to do that 200 times, that drives me nuts. So I built myself this little drill holster that I attached to my workbench. And then instead of putting my drill down, I just put it into the holster. The movement to retrieve that and go drill the next hole, it's much more natural and it's much, uh, it just feels better. And that makes the whole process go easier. So little things like that, they can make a huge difference from making you feel like you're losing your mind halfway through whatever you're working on. So don't be afraid to change and change and change things again and again and again. Just tweak them here and there until your shop fits you like a glove. All right. Hey, guys, that's it. That's it for feng shui in the shop. That wasn't so bad, was it? And we didn't even have to meditate, did we? <laughs> hey, I really appreciate you guys hanging out with me uh, while we look at an unusual subject for a woodworking shop. But I have no doubt if you follow these ideas, 
It's going to help you create a more pleasing, more functional small shop space. Hey, be sure to come back next week. We're going to start getting into the specific tool selection section of this series. And we're going to kick that off by looking at criteria for picking a table saw. That's going to be a biggie. Everybody wants or needs or has a table saw. Maybe you're thinking about upgrading. This will be a great primer for your uh, for your journey towards a new table saw. Hey, if you've got any questions or comments about anything you've heard today, definitely let me know what you think. Um, I'm always on the lookout for great questions. Um, and if you enjoyed this episode, please take a second, leave us a great review, especially if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts. It means so much. Um, and wherever you're listening, we would love it if you subscribe to our podcast and became a regular listener. Uh, also, if you happen to be watching us on YouTube, then obviously we post a video of each podcast on our Apple Valley Farm YouTube channel. Definitely comment and subscribe to us there as well. And finally, if you'd like to learn even more about us, you can always check out show notes and head over to applevalleyfarmga.com for things like our, our store, uh, our woodworking projects, and lots, lots more. So, um, hey, with that, that is it. I hope you guys have a great day. Thanks again for hanging out. And I'll see you next time right here on Everyday Woodworking.